What is going on, everybody? Welcome into The Highlight, a serious business podcast for super serious business people. And as always, I'm joined today by my co-host and business partner, Austin Lynch. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready for a, a time of reminiscing. It is, it is a day of reminiscing for us. I'm pretty excited because uh, we just crossed our one-year anniversary. Officially, the date was what day? September? September 16th, 21. Okay. Yeah. So this episode will come out obviously a couple of weeks after that, but uh, we've officially been one yep. month in business. And by the time you're listening to this, probably 13 months in business, God willing, we survive another month. And uh, <laughs> right. I would say things are looking good that we will, but uh, congratulations, man. I, I did want to yeah. take a second. Like I said before, you know, this is my second time running a, a real business like this and starting something from zero. And it's really hard to get a business off the ground. You know, I think to go from being on your couch and being a, what we call entrepreneur, right? You watch the shark tanks, you dream, yeah. you, you from the couch, you quarterback and you say, I would do this, I would do that. I can't believe they said this, said that. Um, and you just daydream yeah. and to actually go from that to actually selling stuff and serving clients and you're in the game and you're in the arena and all the things, Yeah, uh, it's a big deal. And I think, I think the SBA has a stat that says like, 20% of small businesses that start close within the first year. So it's a, it's hey. a feat, man. Congratulations. Yeah. You too. Yeah. It's good to know that we're, uh, we're beating that 20 and you know, I think, what is it? It's, is it, what's the five-year stat Chandler? Oh, five-year, it, it gets even worse. It's like 50% is out of the game. Yeah. And then, uh, within 10 years of every business that starts only 20% are still around. And, wow. um, you know, it's also interesting that most businesses that start like 80 something percent that start mm -hmm. never actually hire anybody. So, so many businesses out there, wow. the majority of them are solo preneur ventures. And that's really kind of who we're making this show for is, you know, yeah. you're not alone. You do business alone, maybe, but you know, you're not alone. There's people like us out there trying to help. So, yeah. Uh, and hopefully I, you know, I, some of the things that we talk about can help those people. And that's kind of the goal, right? Yeah, all all four and a half of our listeners. I don't know who That's the half right. is, but I would love to meet you. It's probably my mom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm excited today. We're we're doing a, we were talking a little bit through the show beforehand, and I'm really excited because we are going to be reminiscing on the last year. And I think what what blows me away about a year is that it seems so long, and somehow at the same time it feels really short. Yep. And when you're in the grind day to day, it doesn't feel like you're making much progress, but you sent out this awesome, like one year recap email for the whole team to sort of re reminisce on all the stories we've had that were really memorable from the last year. And I was like, man, we've done a lot and a lot has happened, yeah. but on a week to week basis, it doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah. It's amazing how the time has flown by, but at the same time, to your point, there have been so many things happened that we forgot about or that just happened and we just kind of kept moving forward, which is what you need to do, good or bad. And so, mm. yeah, it was interesting, um, you know, in the week or two leading up to that day, the 16th, I just wanted to start to write down some notes and kind of think through some funny things that have happened and some things that I'm proud of uh, and then just share those out. Because again, uh, for me, that's going to be something I look back on maybe after two or three years. Uh, or after five or 10 years. And having that to look back on, I felt was 
more than worth the time it took to prep. So it was just a cool thing. And and again, I think it's important to look back on those milestones. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So Austin and I were talking and, and we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about for this show. And we thought it'd be fun to bring you guys in on a few of the things that happened now. You're not in the inner circle, actually, so we can't we can't tell you everything. Uh, but we've got a few <laughs> things here. So we pulled three different moments from the last yeah. year that that resonated most, most with us. And I think if you listen to this, it'll give you some some heart as you're starting out on your first business or if you're in business yourself already. So go ahead, Austin, yeah. kick us off. What is the uh, the first memory you want to reminisce on here on the one-year anniversary? Yeah. Well, it felt appropriate to make our first memory uh, our start, which we've called the scrappy start. Um, you know, when we started thinking through this whole company and the idea of serving businesses through digital marketing together. Um, one of the things that I think we both instantly agreed on was that we wanted to boot this bootstrap this thing from the ground up and we wanted to try and make it completely customer funded. Meaning we didn't want to go pour a bunch of cash into a business that didn't have revenue. And that was really important to us both because we both know how important it is to just be selling and be in actual business, be active. Um, and so that was the first thing I wanted to touch on. I think there were, there were several small memories underneath kind of the scrappy start. Um, one of which is my personal favorite. And I think that was, we had talked to someone who, uh, we knew that they wanted to work with us, but at this point we didn't have a company name, a company logo, a bank account. Uh, we weren't a legitimate business at the, at the time. And we took that $500 payment via Venmo, um, which I think we didn't even have connected to a bank account yet. Uh, that's one of my favorite memories is just so early on that $500 payment for month one from our first client, um, who I believe is still with us today. Uh, that payment really kicked things off for us and allowed us to start actually building the business, depositing money into an actual bank. Uh, creating yeah. our LLC on Zen business, no free shout outs, uh, Zen business, which is like the most Pretty basic sure LLC Googled how to file an LLC online. And they probably were either running an ad or, uh, were just top search result in your life. Yeah, I think work. I checked two or three to, to <laughs> see which one would be the fastest turnaround. I think that was what we cared about the most at the point was we needed a bank account and we needed mm -hmm. it done yesterday and Zen business. Yeah. I think they promised like a two or three day turnaround on filing the paperwork and getting us an EIN, which is all we needed to get the the bank rolling. But yeah. it was cool that that $500 Venmo payment is actually what paid to start the LLC. I think it was, you know, 200 bucks to file with the state of Tennessee uh, yeah. for our LLC. And granted um, we're now having to go back a year later and, pay for further legal assistance to kind of really set up our structure better to serve us over the next five to 10 years. But at the time, none of that was relevant. We had a $0 bank account. We had a brand name that we came up with, I think the night before, and we just needed to go. And so, Hey, again, we no did free shout outs, but Zen business. Name. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember kicking the tires on the name for a long time. And yeah. I think for me, what I remember the most about that time was 
really the early days of the barbecue restaurant where I was very interested in all the fun, quote unquote, easy things of starting a business, you know, the yeah. branding, the logos, the name, you know, can we get a website? Can we get an email address? Can we make business cards? And I made that mistake in the early days of that barbecue business where I just wasted yeah. time not selling more barbecue and not getting more relationships yeah, set up. So right. instead I just did all the fun stuff and wasted so much time on things that did not matter really to the business yeah. at that time in its life. And so I was very adamant with you in the early days. I was like, I don't care about anything. I don't care about a name. I don't, I don't care about yeah. anything until somebody will pay us for the idea that we have. So many times, again, back to the entrepreneur that sits on the couch, there's nothing testing yeah. your idea. There's no danger. There's no, there's no risk involved in you sitting there and having right. an opinion. But the minute you put something out there on the market to sell and you ask somebody to give you money for it, and they come back to you and they say, no, that, that hurts. That can be a, a cut to the yep. ego, but nobody's going to say no as you're designing a logo. It's fun to put four or five mock-ups up on your Facebook page and ask all your friends yep. who you shouldn't be asking for <laughs> advice, what they That's think. Right. And they give you their terrible opinion. And then it's just easy. And now everybody knows you're in business and like, you're just getting all the dopamine, which is just, it feels so good. All the dopamine, give it to me. And yep. your business hasn't actually grown. You've not actually done anything to launch it. So I made the mistake the first time around and I refused to let us do it the second time around. And luckily yeah. you were right on board with me from day one. And and yeah, we, we sold that person. I think it was like on a Wednesday and I remember <laughs> telling you that we were going to confirm it and that I needed a way to collect payment. And we had to very chaotically put the Venmo thing together, put a, yep. like get everything together very quickly and, and the name because we didn't have a name. And so I think yep. we like, you know, Parkinson law, Parkinson's law states that, a activity will expand to the time that you allow it. And it's funny that we were working right. on a name for probably a month and all of a sudden we came up with it in 24 hours. Yeah. I I don't remember where I heard this quote, but one of my favorite quotes that I've I heard lately was, uh, the fun thing about doing something last minute is it only takes a minute. That's uh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really what it felt like for us. I think it was yeah. – you know, we, we had to have a name, like we can't sell this product to someone, yeah. the service to someone without having, you know, an account with a name on it. And so, you know, we sort of just were forced into a quicker timeline. Uh, and that was great because we came up with a name that we both liked and, uh, it, it's, it's worked out to date. And so that's out. a, that's a great memory. I mean, it was September of 21, obviously, I had just had foot surgery, and so I was in a cloth cast at the time. I could couldn't even walk. I was on a little scooter. Um, man, those are good memories. There's a really fun a Polaroid, uh, Polaroid picture. picture. Yeah, yeah. We were doing a uh, a bourbon cheers uh, yeah. with my boot on. So, <laughs> you know, now that we got the business launched, our second our second memory comes to uh, uh, yeah. not not all that glitters is gold, right? We were very That's excited right. to get all those clients, and while our first client is still with us. Our second client is not, and uh, difficult right. clients is our second core memory here that we want to talk through. Uh, do you want to unpack that a little bit for us? We're yeah, going to sure. check the the names of the uh, not so innocent here, just because we don't, you know, actually want the smoke <laughs> from anybody. Yeah. So um, right. So number two, you're you're spot on. Difficult clients. So yeah, not not everything is as easy as. Um, collecting a check every month and servicing these people and, you know, everyone having great reviews. It doesn't always work out that way. So, 
our second client was, uh, for us at the time, felt like a pretty big fish. Um, they were a multi-brand company that allowed us to work across several brands. And they were also going to be doing a, a big kind of rebranding and relaunch of their biggest product for one of these brands. And so uh, it was a, a digital advertising heavy client. And we, we really ramped them up right around the time of, uh, it would have been early November, late October when we were getting them ramped up. And naturally, uh, they were a kind of a product service company and the Q4 kind of holiday season works well for them. Uh, and so it was a great time for us to join kind of hands because they needed a lot of this work done. That really is something that we do well in, um, you know, selling in, in that season. And so we kicked it off. And again, it was a very interesting, very busy season. We were both still working in the office eight to five. Uh, as mentioned, I still had a boot on my leg. I remember having calls where I had to have my leg kind of propped up out to the side where the uh, person couldn't see me. He knew I had surgery, but you know, it's like no one wants to see that. So uh, I remember those calls. And then maybe more uh, crazy than anything, uh, my son was born, my first child was born uh, the day before Black Friday, which is when his campaigns were going to be going live. And so when I say difficult client, I think it's important to note uh, a couple of things here. One of which is the brand we worked on was not necessarily a super easy brand to sell in the instance that it had a very niche, very hyper-specific audience. And so that was kind of challenge number one. Challenge number two was that this particular uh, client contact was very um, interested in offloading work and then really um, relying on everybody else to drive his business forward instead of putting people in place and leading them towards the direction they wanted to go. And so uh, that was kind of the second challenge. And the third challenge was really just a, a, a tough time responding to feedback. So me, uh, you know, I would reach out to them. Obviously, Q4 is a crazy time. You've got sales holidays every other week. And there's a lot of back and forth that goes on. And so, you know, it, there, were, there were some times where we would say, oh, hey, you know, this campaign's doing really well. Would you like me to increase the budget to really, you know, try and scale up these results? And there was there was a lot of um, there was some tough communication there because he didn't really want to spend more, but then when the campaign ended, he didn't like the amount of sales he got. And so, you know, a lot of that goes back to those conversations where it's like, well, hey, man, you know, we really pushed a lot of times to try and increase and scale this campaign, but you were hesitant. And so there were a lot of issues there, but some of the fun memories, uh, as fun as they can get looking back on those was, you know, I remember being in the delivery room of the hospital and having to, on my phone, send emails to, or maybe it was texts either way to the client just to, cause he wanted to make sure everything was set up. He knew that, you know, we were about to have a baby and he was like, probably really freaking nervous that I was going to let things just fall off the rails which we didn't. We did a lot of work on the front end to make sure that everything was prepped for, you know, a smooth, solid launch. But the reality is the holiday season is so freaking crazy. You need to be nimble and you need to be making these changes. And because we were such an early young company, we didn't have people in place to take any of that work off of us yet. And so, 
you know, while I was that sending emails, six weeks old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, while I'm sitting here emailing and, and all those kind of things in the delivery room that, that came home with us too. I mean, I remember being up at like three or four in the morning and having, you know, my sleeping wife here and my, uh, sleeping three day old baby to my right. And I was like turning down the dim on my computer so I could, you know, get some ads running in the holiday season. So you know, that was a really difficult one. It was a challenge. And the reality was, you know, we worked with them for a little over a quarter and then things, you know, they didn't work out. So we, we don't work with them anymore, but, uh, and that was hard for us. You know, like, like I said, at the beginning of kind of this whole difficult client section, they were a big fish at the time for us. And it was a tough one to lose because that meant less revenue on a monthly basis coming in. And that means you have to find the next client, uh, to kind of replace them. And, Luckily, you know, we had done a good job keeping our pipeline fairly full of, of good, uh, healthy leads. And we had been nurturing clients along the way until they were ready to work with us. But, um, yeah, it has not always been smooth sailing. And I think that's important to call out because that's just not how it works all the time. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And, and another thing we can add to that is, you know, we were really cautious and probably still are to this this day where we've, we've set the company up in a way to where we don't have to work with people that are not good fits for us long-term just to get a, a check. You know, we ended up letting that specific client go just because he was so, uh, disrespectful is the only word I'm going to use, uh, in this, in this, in this <laughs> podcast, because and there was meetings where he would just, I mean, he said some really, uh, not great things that if you had to have a check, you'd kind of have to take. Um, yep. because we all have to do what we have to yeah. do to get by, but because we had set the company up in a way to where we didn't have to, to deal with that, right. you know, we could, we could sever that relationship pretty quickly. So our advice is really to just make sure that you're never put in a position to where you have to compromise values, I think is maybe the right dignity. word. I, your dignity. Yeah. It's just yeah. not, you know, and, and even if we needed the check, maybe you don't deal with that. I don't know. It's a tough call. Everybody's gonna have to make yeah. it on their own level, but uh, as quickly as you can set your business up in a way to where you don't have to take that sort of abuse from somebody. Because the truth is, if we're being honest, and this is not pie in the sky, you know, dreaming of a business ownership, um, there's tough choices that have to be made. And sometimes yeah. you're going to have to eat a giant pile of dog shit that you don't want to eat because you want yeah. the business <laughs> to launch and to to make it. And yeah, it's great to sit there and say that you have you have standards and that you're not going to deal with that. And I would never let somebody talk to me that way. And it's like, well, yeah. until you've been put in the position, you don't actually know what you're going to do. And, uh, I would say you handled that really well because it, it went on for a while, but then eventually, you know, it was, it was just time to, to let it go. Yeah. And, and we did. Well, I, and I would say, you know, the reality was, um, and I, and I, I guess I realized I hadn't really alluded to the disrespectful comments that were made during meetings and things like that. But you know, I think even before the kid was born, uh, we had our first, the kid, Miles is his name. He has a name. He's a boy. Um, <laughs> before Miles was born, I, you know, we sent over the few, first few reports and I specifically remember just to give you an idea of kind of how this guy talked to us. He, I remember he looked at it was, I guess, not, uh, happy with the way it was laid out at first. And he called it a little girl's report to my face, which is, which is pretty disrespectful in a number of ways, uh, I guess, but yeah, it's also just not appropriate. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of the, yeah. the stuff we were putting up with and it was easier before the days of 
3 a.m. wake up calls to a screaming baby. And I think once, you know, we got about two months in, you know, eight weeks of uh, sleep deprivation, being tired, being frustrated already, plus that, to your point, we had to make that decision of it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. You know, we need it's to so, make better decisions. It's so decisions. funny too, because we, we, I think, especially at that time, we thought everybody was going to be good people and we just assumed the best of everybody. And we were yeah. like, oh, he's just stressed going into Q4. Uh, he's just nervous working with a new partner that's managing so right. much ad spend for him and on and on and on and on. And I think during that time, we just kept making excuses for him. And what it's done for me, at least, I don't know about you, I'm to the point now where I'm really good at trusting my gut when we're meeting yep. with a client on the front end. And I have told several clients or prospects, not clients, hey, this isn't going to be a good fit. I don't think it's going to work out for yeah. whatever real reason. But also like the reason I don't actually tell them is the internal reason of like, there's too many red flags here. I can't, because I truly believe you can market any business in this world. Like every business can fit into our marketing flywheel. I 100% believe that. Uh, yeah. You have to be the type of person that actually is worth it. I don't know how to explain that. Like it's not worth. It's probably the wrong word, but like a, well, it's just, you know, we have an ideal customer profile. Yeah. You know, we, we've been very clear about setting up who our ideal customer profile is. And that means saying psychographically, do they work well with us? Um, mm -hmm. And that's the piece that oftentimes doesn't work out. We've seen that piece fail more times than anything else. And I think mm -hmm. to your point, I think we're getting better about judging that fact on the front end because it takes a lot of time and effort to onboard brand new clients. And if they are going to leave after two or three months, it's really not worth either of your time. And it actually just leads to more frustration. You know, what's, what's a couple months worth of checks if you spend three or four months worth of time getting it set up. Um, yeah. So no, it's very true yeah, because very our profitability as an agency comes after the 90 day mark. That's really where we start to make our profit yeah. on a client. Um, it's kind of like getting a new bank account set up, right? The bank really makes money on you after the first six months together. And it's not too different in an agency world. We've learned something I didn't know on the front end. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, the third thing yep. we wanted to talk about, this is really the thing I got to give you the most credit for because it's something you're so good at. And I'm so not, we've talked about it on the podcast so many times already, but you know, it's the taking the time to celebrate the small wins, you know, because like we said earlier, it, it feels like a long year and yeah. it feels like we didn't do a whole lot. But then when I was reading back, even this email was such a cool way to celebrate the win of getting over yeah. a year old. And you just took the time to like set that up and, and remind everybody of all these different stories in there. And that was so cool. Um, you know, what was your favorite milestone celebration from the year? And then tell everybody why you think that's so important. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's really critical to celebrate wins and milestones as you go. Because if your goal as a leader in your company is to grow it long term and see it take off from a vision to a reality, you have to just take a couple of minutes because everything's always going to be so busy. Everything will always be busy. If you make busyness an excuse, it will always be your excuse and you'll never do this. So taking a few minutes to just sit and think like, what have we really done here? Are we happy? You know, one of the big things I've talked about with you is when I started the business, you know, we, we set lofty goals even for year one. And so, you know, you have to be able to look back and say, okay, what goals do we hit? What goals didn't we hit? You can't let yourself just be so pissed because you get 80, 85% to one of your goals. 
Because looking back on it, if you had told yourself that you were going to get there on day one, how would you have felt? And personally, I would have felt pretty damn good. Uh, I would have been pretty proud of that. And um, so that's just important to keep in mind is just always do that. I don't know. I think that's something that a you know, previous employer taught me and I, it stuck with me. Um, I also like fun stuff in general. You know that. Uh, that's why it's one of our core values, um, maybe to your detriment. But it's one of our core values for a reason because it has to be fun. Otherwise – we're just going to be miserable. Like, why would we, why would we do that? That's not fun. That's not worth I choose misery. doing. I love it. Give me all the darkness. Well, anyway, so we've made it a point over the last year to try and gather and do something fun together monthly. And so that has been probably one of my favorite things uh, we've been able to do. So, I mean, some of those things we've done pool parties where we've catered food and drinks. We've done, barbecues where you, you hear about Chandler's barbecue uh, talents and, and history all the time on the podcast. We got to do some of that. We got to taste some of that. Uh, he's got a smash burger video on YouTube. That's awesome. So we got to taste that after like a year of it being teased. And, you know, we've done other things. We've gone seeing movies and uh, IMAX, you know, we're big Star Wars fans here. We went to go see Rogue One when they re-released it in theater. I think it's just been this periodic time of intentionally gathering, celebrating our wins, not having to focus on work 24-7 when we're together. Uh, I think that's been a good thing for us. And then, you know, as our company's grown, we've kind of tried to involve others in those monthly activities. And so I think that's been that's been my favorite. Uh, and, and that's one that I look forward to continuing, you know, into years two and on. Oh, so this is sticking around. That's great. That's good to know. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. As long as I'm here, that'll also be here. <laughs> so I hate to break it okay. to you. Cool. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think the thing you said the most that most resonates with me right there was the intentionality piece. It's, it's being really yeah. intentional to take time to celebrate, Hey guys, we're doing this. This thing's hard. Let's take a minute, step back, breathe, laugh together, yeah. have fun together. And it's not big. Like I don't think we've spent maybe over a hundred dollars once it's definitely never been over two hundred dollars i do all of our <laughs> yeah. books i know it's not been over two hundred dollars yet no it's never crazy and yeah and, and and so compared to the size of the company and the number of people that come like it's not it's not a huge thing but the memories that we create in those moments are yeah. really 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 solid um and i think it also helps getting the the families on board with what we're doing yep. because me and you Definitely. and the other partners that are working so hard on this business, you know, a lot of times into the, the, the family time hours are getting sucked up into it. Um, it getting them involved in the day to day stuff is, is impossible, but letting them come and participate in the celebrations and the fun is a great way for them to feel the wins, even though they don't really yep. see the bank accounts or they don't see the P and L they don't get jazzed up about that stuff as much as we do. Yeah. They do feel like, oh, hey, they're building something here that's working. It's This is great. Yeah, and it, it's building a foundation of people that you enjoy being around and, and trust. And, and so that that really does help when it comes down to – when it comes time to have a difficult conversation, it's a lot easier when you've had a foundation of you know shared memories, shared fun, those kind of things. And yeah. So that's been great. Oh, the rule and, is you know, people have to know you care before they care what you know, yeah. right? It, it doesn't matter if – That's a good getting- one complimented or they're getting, um, yeah. they're getting chastised or they're getting corrected. If they don't know that you care about them on the front end, none of that yeah. stuff matters on the back end, even compliments. Cause if you compliment me and I don't have a relationship with you on the front end, I'm going to assume 
you need something or it's want something one. and you're buttering yeah. me up. Yeah. Like what is going on here? What's the, what's the dig? Yeah. And I, I think the last thing I'll say about celebrating wins and, and about intentionality is, you know, when, when like I was writing the email and it's like just trying to be intentional about getting something put together that, you know, so that we can just breathe for five minutes, read the email, respond with some funny memories that you've had so that we can go back and look. One other thing we did, and one of my personal favorite things over the last year, just because it was fun, was we got our company shirts, right? That was awesome. We now have something to make us look more uh, like a team, like a unit. When we're uh, going to talk and sell, you know, it, it makes us look professional. And so, you know, we did that probably, what, three months ago, maybe. Um, we spent, you know, hardly a couple hundred bucks, you know, to get all that done. And then as part of the... Um, as part of the the kind of one year milestone, we we snuck around and we made some special T shirts uh, to celebrate we the didn't one sneak year. Around anything? I did not approve this. I did I not co-sign this. I snuck around. I made the T shirts with Brandon. Brandon did yeah, an awesome Brandon. job. Brandon, and I got words we for got, you. Bud. We got T shirts, which you'll see in a couple of weeks on this show, and we also got mugs, which you'll see in a couple of weeks on this show. So get excited about that. But yeah. those are fun. It's like don't do stuff that's going to bankrupt the brand or the business. So don't go spend, you know, don't go buying Versace branded uh, high B marketing shirts. But go get something that's going to be good and treat your team well. Hey, that you are. Hey, that's my mantra. I can't argue with you when you flip my own words back on me. So I guess fair <laughs> enough. You win. <laughs> you have won today's uh, discussion on whether or not fun sticks around. So I, uh, I, I want, I want to give somebody. I, th I feel like we've done some stories and I feel like it's been actionable. I feel like you can take away some things here and, and, and build your own business, yeah. start your own business, wh wherever you're at in the journey. But like, if you had to boil it down for you, one thing, like what one piece of advice would you give somebody what, that they hold on to as they start yeah. a business? What's the best piece of advice for somebody that's looking to start a business? Well, you hear me say it all the time. I think I've probably already referred to this once during this episode, uh, but I'm going to tell you the same exact thing and I'm going to tell it to you three different ways. Okay. Because it is, in my opinion, truly the most important thing you can do if you're starting a business. All right. The first is hit the ground selling. You have to be acting. You got to be doing stuff. Second is action over perfection. Again, doesn't have to be perfect. We were talking about how it's fun to go and do brand pulls and get your logo perfect and your website ironed out before you sell. Don't do it. Action over perfection. You have to have sales. Otherwise, you don't have a business. And the third is just simple. Do shit. Don't bullshit. You have to be acting. You have to be going out and selling. You have to be a freaking business. You, you're not, you're not a, uh, a model business that you know is just a shell uh, unless you're not selling. And so that's, that's really what it boils down to is just don't try and get everything perfect out the gate. Go on Zen Business, no free shout outs, get your two hundred dollar LLC built and just start somewhere. No shout outs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I like that you a lot. You gotta start I, somewhere. I, I yeah, that's true. I, I like I like the action bit because you can always pivot and action creates momentum yeah. and then momentum right. gives you what you actually want, which is a thriving business. Um the piece of advice that I would give that if if this is a two sided coin, action over perfection, do shit, don't dog shit or whatever Austin said. Those things, that's one side of the coin. For me, the other side of the coin is is perseverance. I mean, it's just truly yeah, that's true. so much craziness is going to come up in the course of a 
a business's life that you just persevere through. And it's, you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to know where to go. You're not going to know how to proceed. You're not going to know, but you can persevere. And perseverance to me is simply taking one foot and putting it in front of the other one and then dragging the next foot in front of the next one. And sometimes it's yeah. really easy to do. Like when we're celebrating and having fun and it's like, I can sprint to the pool party that, that we throw to have fun. Like yeah. that's an easy thing for me to persevere yeah, to. Um, but then when we get on a phone call and uh, we get chewed out by a client that is not a great client, not a good fit and all that drama, like, bro, I, it was tough. And I had to, I, you too, we were both on that call and <laughs> yeah. it was like one dragging foot to the next one. But I think the thing that we did was that we, we took action in the beginning and then we persevered through to see that action yeah. to the end. And then guess what? We took another action and then we persevered through again. And then we took another action. Like that's everything we've done. So true. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why it's the last piece of our marketing flywheel is you have to be consistent if you want to win. That's right. So, well, buddy, yeah. I, I appreciate you, man. I, I want to say that publicly and on the record, I know I give you a hard time all the time and, and it's mostly, I just give you a hard time publicly because I can't let people know that I actually love you and care about you, but man, we've crushed this year and I'm, I'm proud <laughs> of us, man. I'm, I'm proud of us. It's been a good year. It's been a good 12 months and I am, yeah. uh, I am super optimistic and excited about what's coming for the next 12. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what we have to persevere through next. So, guys, right. we appreciate you all watching and listening. If uh, if you could rate us on the uh, podcast apps, it helps. If you can subscribe on the YouTube, that helps as well. We'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.